second episode of you know better on may 22nd 2020 this is your host dj but now you can simply call me spooky and the reason for that we had too many d's in our group and that just didn't fly in in this area because uh a lot of confusion and while i was editing it i was very confused but also this is our second take of our second episode (laughs) Sadly, we had 30 minutes of content, and my bum self forgot to click on record. Yeah, the biggest new loser here in the in the in the industry. But uh, let me let me pass it to Hammer so he can introduce himself. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, I agree. There are way too many D's in this group. Uh, we need far less. Okay, DC. Hey, guys, and Hammer. It would be far fewer, not far less. Oh, my bad, Mr. History Major. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. DR, doctor? Oh, yeah. I forgot he's not on here. He's um, he's in the front lines. <laughs> All right. Um, so today we have uh, a few topics to talk about. We have a uh, – we're going to address our current topics. Um, we'll get into depth on that. Our review of the week is actually going to be on Monday. And that's going to be my Scientology movie, which the reason why we're doing Monday, because it was Doctor's idea. And there's a lot of hot takes on it. And I'm going to ask him why he made made us watch this. Um, Anyways, (laughs) um, is it overrated? It's going to be my topic. And Conspiracy is going to be coming from DC. And Hammer has a very new segment that he likes to introduce. So let's get the show started. Uh, Microtransactions um, for video games for you to play so dc i'll give you the floor so for microtransactions and free-to-play games i don't have a problem with them necessarily but i do think there are certain aspects of it that are a little bit insidious especially so i saw call of duty warzone had just crossed a billion dollars made strictly on its uh, warzone mode yeah, that is free for anyone to play. It crossed a billion just with that, let alone its sales figures. So between them and, you know, Fortnite is actually still, I think, the most popular game being played. Um, they made billions of dollars. I think I checked a while ago. It was like four or five billion last couple of years. So anyway, there's billions of dollars in these free-to-plays. And the way they make their money, in case anyone Not doesn't so much know, free-to-play. Yeah, exactly. Um, If anyone doesn't know, you can spend real money. Well, you get the game for free, completely free. And then you have the option to spend money to get little uh, cosmetic additions, or you may get a new gun or a new class, you know, just little bonuses. And they are completely optional, but I feel like a lot of them are targeted towards children, which is where I think it's a little bit conflicted and a little bit insidious like I said because children don't really know any better and they'll go take their parents credit cards and they'll buy these things I've I work with children I've heard them talk about it it really does happen Uh, also it'll just be used as like a reward I've seen uh, some of the kids I've worked with are like 
my mom says if I do good on this test, she'll give me $30 for V-Bucks. Which is the, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, yes. I've seen that on more than one occasion. So you have to wonder, you know, who's going to play a game that's totally free? Who's the most likely? It's going to be children. And then you give them cartoony editions, um, additions of different skins, different weapons, stuff that appeals to children. And I just, I, that doesn't sit well with me. Wow. So I'm just kind of curious what you guys think about that. Uh, Hammer, you have anything to say? Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like every time when we play Rainbow Six, I see those elite skins. I'm like, who would really want to buy those? Because they just make you more visible to the enemy. And I feel like it's opposite of what you want to happen. You want to be hidden from the enemy. Are you sure about that? It kind of cracks me up whenever I see those elite skins. Yeah, it's very counterproductive to the whole point of the game where you're just trying to be very sneaky when you're attacking or even when you're defending. So that way you could get the advantage on the opposite team. Um, But just the whole thing, I... They look, regardless of how they look and how they may or may not fit into the mechanics, I guess I don't really have a big problem with the concept of microtransactions and free-to-play games. I just wish there was some way that you could filter out children so that they aren't spending their parents' money on these things, because I think ultimately that's the goal of some of these, is to attract children, which... I think is just a big problem. And not only that, I know there's parental controls, but even then, how many parents are tech savvy, not calling them old or outdated or not or technologically impaired, but there's a lot of verifications that they could do, the parents could do, but how many are the how many of these parents are educated to the point where they know that they're in control of these things, of what their kids can use and what and not. But, you know, these kids are, can be very sneaky and, you know, learn their passwords and such. And, you know, next thing you know, you're checking your statements and, wow, I spent $1,000 on what? <laughs> but, <laughs> but as well as free-to-play is not only exclusive to console or PC gaming, it's also on the phones. And a lot of kids, you know, have smartphones and they have these apps. And, you know, you could p- pay like five ninety nine for this game. And eventually, there's those games could or could add up, or even when there's some, you know, very um, free. There's free to play games on there, and it's based on real time sim- simulation. They give you the option to pay money to progress your whatever you're playing. I don't. I mean, I don't play those games anymore just because of that exact same reason. Because I don't have time to play a game for 365 days out of the year. That's just really. I don't really have the time span for that. But any other comments on this? I just want to say that's a great point. I didn't think about that, but I know like uh, Candy Crush, you know, everyone's seen it or played it. And I know that you can only do, or at least you used to, you can only do like a level or two. Then you had to wait real time or you could spend real money and move to the next level. And someone that's either older, like you said, not tech savvy or children they might just be like, yeah, you know what? I'll spend a dollar on it. And then it just kind of adds up because they'll be like, well, it's just a dollar. It's just a dollar. And all of a sudden you spent $40 on a game that was free. So it's just a, it's kind of a dangerous system. It is. It is. It's, um, 
it's crippling the youth as you know they might say but <laughs> i i mean there's ways to mitigate those risks but i feel like there's there's too many kids out there still spending you know their parents money without permission but maybe maybe it falls to the parents maybe it falls to the company for enticing these kids but i don't know just just uh if you have kids um um, if you have kids, just make sure you you know what they're doing on these technologies, because you know the internet is a very dangerous place, and there's a lot of ways for you to get in trouble. But anything else on this before we move on? No, man, no? we sound old. <laughs> We're only 24 guys, but you know, I'm just <laughs> okay. Okay, anyways. Anyway, <laughs> all right, this next topic is very, very difficult to talk about, but it's the minority coaching and GMs in the NFL. And I don't know if you heard, but if you get a, if you hire an NFL coach, you get six picks more higher in the third round. If you hire a GM, um, both have to be, you know, minorities, which typically, I'm not typically, but I will say strongly infers that African American black coach in the NFL or GM, the GM will be 10 extra spots. And if you combine those two together on your team, it's 16 extra spots in the third round. And the reason why I don't like this idea, thankfully they, they table this idea to possibly next year for the next, for the owners meeting when they're discussing role changes and such in the league. But, um, I don't like this at all because it's just very insulting saying that, you know, that your race is worth this. And instead of like hiring you based on merits, we're basically hiring you because you're going to help our team get draft position to potentially where you can move your third round pick to have two, two second round picks. And I don't know. That's just, that just seems like it's silly to me. And I'm not, I don't know any solutions of what we can do, but I definitely know that's not one way to go about it. But I'll open the floor to y'all guys. What do y'all have to say? Well, it's such a, a strange rule to try and enforce too. And I wonder about kind of like the technicalities of it. You know, for example, what would be stopping a team from signing a black coach and a black GM to like one year deals? and then just re-signing them every year, and then you just get better draft spots every year. <laughs> like, couldn't they do that? Or, I don't know. It seems kind of like a silly rule. I agree it's kind of insulting. It's just, it's not a good idea. I, I like what you said, uh, Spooky, was um, it's pretty much putting a number on race. And that, that's, that's a pretty interesting topic. Because, I mean, third rounds aren't that valuable. Um, I looked it up. So about three years, or in 2015, there were three pro bowlers. The next year, there were three. And then 2017, there were five. So you're not gaining a whole bunch from the third round. No, and, like, the the best expectations you could have for a third rounder is a, a solid starter. But, I mean, you know, it's like when you do the draft, you're just hoping these players can become – stars for your team and sometimes it's a hit or miss but i don't know if draft position is going to matter because tom brady got drafted in the sixth round 
And that wouldn't have affected the formula at all if that was the ruling back then for if you have a black coach and a black GM and you're moving up 16 spots. <laughs> Regardless, those same teams would have made the same mistakes and Brady would have fallen in the sixth round. But I know that's an extreme example, but, I mean, that's just the nature of this game. You're just gambling on on coaches, on on GMs, on players, free agency, etc. Well, I wonder too, like, how did they decide? It seems like such an arbitrary number. Like, six picks in the third round. Whose idea was that? I don't know. That's, why six picks? Why? I don't know. They just, <laughs> yeah. they just, they just like look like they. I think they just pull a number out of their asses. It's like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I mean, what else could they do? It just <laughs> and like I could even so. This is a terrible idea. I think we all kind of agree. Um, but even let's just play along and say, you know what? That's that's not a bad idea. Why why is it the third round? Why not just give them additional picks at the end of the draft or create like an eighth round just for them? Like something else. I just don't know why. More cash salary space. Yeah, something. Yeah, that's even better. Why even is it draft position? Why not? Yeah, give them a little more cap to play with or something. Maybe allow their roster to be one size, one person bigger or something. Just why draft capital? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, it's nice that they're bringing up the conversation, but it's, it's the NFL. I don't, I don't think them handling this type of situation is their best expertise in my opinion from previous history. But it's like with suspensions. I think the NFL just kind of like, rolls a dice or flips a coin yeah like, like ezekiel <laughs> elliott not even getting in trouble with the law but he used to suspend it for six games sorry for the stuttering <laughs> that was it's kind of hard to say <laughs> but <laughs> yeah suspended for six games for accusations which later i mean i don't i'm not defending the man yeah zeke has had a lot of off-field troubles and but he wasn't convicted he didn't do i mean what it looked like the person that was accusing him was lying. I mean, that's up to you to read into the situation, what to believe on which side, but you know, how are you going to get in trouble for something that you didn't get in trouble with the law? And it's just, and then Brady gets suspended for four games for deflating balls. <laughs> and just, I don't know. Roger Goodell is just, it's like you say, he's just pulling these numbers out of, out of his ass. There's no consistency, you know, Sean Payton with the whole bounty uh, scandal. I believe he missed a year, right? He was suspended a year. Yeah. Yeah, And then, and then Bill Belichick got caught cheating and they just gave him a a slap on the wrist. (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) I mean, it's just all over the place for the Cowboys. Alden Smith just got reinstated. This is a guy who's been out of the league for like three years or something. And five years. Okay. Yeah. He's been out that long. And he's got, like, a dozen DUIs. Like, this dude is just trouble. But they're like, yeah, come on back in. That's fine. But then you got a guy like Randy Gregory or Josh Gordon who smoke weed. And they're like, yeah, no, you can't play for us anymore. So yeah. that's just it, – it's silly. Alden Smith is endangering people, whereas Randy Gregory smokes weed to, to deal with some of his 
issues. Um, it, they're just not equal to me. So the NFL, totally arbitrary. I, I don't know why they do anything. I don't think they do either. <laughs> I mean, you make a really, you're making really valid points, uh, <laughs> but you know, that's always been the, the, the argument, like the NFLPA, they don't like Roger Goodell at all. Cause he, he, he literally has the final say on these suspensions and the owners aren't going to get rid of him because he made the NFL even more, way more money, way more cor- corporate t- today when he got hired back in 2006 and 2006, 2007, I believe. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't see anything changing, but uh, any, anything, la- anything else to say before we move on to our next topic? Just nope. the Kansas City offense coordinator needs to get a head coaching job. Oh, yes, say. man. Free that, man. Get him a head coaching position because he's done a lot. Right. Well, I, I admit that I didn't keep up with the Chiefs very much. Are you 100% sure? Did he go for head coaching positions? Or do you think maybe he wants to stay in KC? No, Andy Reid tried to help him out, and then no one hired him. I don't okay. know why. I'm Same pretty thing sure with, he was wanting one. Yeah, yeah, and no one hired him. Same thing with the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. He went for head coaching positions. No one hired him. And, gotcha. You know, you know, you could hire whoever you want, um, but to me, with the Browns, when they hired the, the offensive coordinator from the Vikings – you know, their offense were pretty shaky throughout this year. But, you know, over when they could have picked the best offensive corner, in my opinion, with from from the Chiefs. But it's just it's just silly to me. As well with Cliff Kingsbury and Matt LaFleur. But I think we've gone too long on this topic. All right, <laughs> let's go on. Okay, um, video on the man. If you're unaware of what this is, it's movies that were supposed to be on. Well, not movies are supposed to, but at, it kind of is at this point since you know movie theaters aren't releasing new movies, so they're moving. Uh, a lot of studios are releasing movies to on demand, to where you can able to order it through your cable provider and pay a certain amount. I'm not sure what's the price on it, but um, you want to go deeper on that, DC? Yeah, so an example, me and my girlfriend, we watched Onward, which was on Disney+. Plus. Uh, that one was supposed to be a pretty big theatrical release. And I'm pretty happy that I got to see it at home because I thought it was only okay. And I would have been, I guess, a little disappointed had I gone to the theater. But I, I'm thinking about kind of the major implications of this and having major studio releases come straight to our homes because, uh, you know, like most people, I like going to the movie theater. And I just wonder with how long this pandemic may or may not go on, will movie theaters be around? And um, I'm just worried that the whole model will have shifted and they'll just charge us 15 bucks or whatever and we'll just watch it right at home. So I'm curious what you guys think about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I love the movie theater's experience, and that's because I remember as a kid just going there, excited to watch the new movie, the new Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire, 
and just getting the overpriced popcorn and just sitting on the recliner seats and just, you know, watching that theatrical, you know, experience because, you know, the atmosphere, the surround sound. Yeah, you can you can buy all the a big ass screen for your house. You can buy the recliner chairs. You can buy a surround sound. But just being at the movie theater is just a different experience to me, at least. But Hammer, do you have anything to say? Yeah, I'm in the vast minority. Um, I'm not a huge fan of going to the movie theater. I know mean, from my last episode, I didn't like going to concerts. So I think there's a theme there. Uh, but I think this quarantine I, is perfect for you. I mean, I've been doing great. Um, but I like to think it's the 20s. So I think speakeasy movie theaters are going to start popping up. I think that'd be kind of interesting. <laughs> the underground movie theater with everything. And so like, they're like, why are all these people at this house? And it's just everyone watching one movie. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never know what might happen in, after this, after everything goes back to normal or whatever normal was. But uh, I, I feel you, DC. It's just, it's, uh, it's just an interesting topic to see because I know it's potential that these uh, movie theaters might, a lot of these movie theaters might go out of business. Even the big ones like Cinemark, they might do some reduction on how many movie theaters they have throughout the area, but it's, I don't know. Well, and I don't know enough about um, distribution of films and uh, how they make money, but I wonder if some of the smaller studios might be in trouble without movie theaters because they may not be able to secure a good place to publish the film because you know like disney they're just going to use their service or the major universal warner bros whatever yeah they'll get their movies out but i wonder if smaller indie films they're they're probably going to suffer pretty badly oh i didn't even think about that at all uh so like, like any those... movie at the angelica theater <laughs> yeah any indie film basically anything that's budget is under um well maybe horror but other than that, anything that doesn't have like a $100 million budget, I'd be worried about what their platform would be. Any 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 Oscars movies on nominations? Because it seems like a lot of those are indie films, unless you're really into that cult, movie culture. Yeah, I, I mean, it depends. Like this year, Joker was up for like every award. I think it won some Grammys too. So. <laughs> you won Grammys? No. Music awards? <laughs> I, no, I was just kidding. But it was very. I, was like, <laughs> no. I don't remember singing at all in the movie. <laughs> I was just trying to illustrate that it was very overrated. When, uh, oh, yeah, uh, it's winning. It won a Tony, from what I heard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. Sometimes they're indie films. Sometimes they're not. But it it's going to affect the whole industry. I mean, it already has. So I'm just interested to see how the film industry responds. Uh, I hopefully hopefully they have loyal loyal customers like Disney well Universal doesn't have a good relationship with AMC anymore but like Disney, Warner Bros or whatever they just you know what we still like our movies being released at the you know at the box office but It'll be interesting, seeing, interesting to see that first year when everything's back, 
to see how much money they actually produce to what they were getting to before this whole thing happened. Because, you know, they were box office films were, were raking in the cash and it just comes down to, it really comes down to money. If they can able to make a lot of money in the video on demand, then I can see that being the future. But this will be an interesting thing to see moving forward. So. I agree. We'll have to revisit this in a, a year or two and see how it's changed. I agree. Exclamation mark, remind me one year. <laughs> <laughs> hey Siri, remind me till next year. <laughs> well, no, I'm I'm actually playing Siri. <laughs> but uh all right, let's let's move on. All right. So like I mentioned earlier in the show, the review will be given on Monday on Memorial Day, because that's when Hopefully, Doctor is done saving lives, and he's able to talk to his best friends. But um, it was his idea to do this movie, so we're waiting on him for, you know, out of courtesy. But uh, let's go to, is it overrated? So I would say what's overrated. You know what's overrated, in my opinion? The whole Dak Prescott contract. And there's two reasons why. The first reason is very simple. Demarcus Lawrence, when he's threatening to sat out in that, uh, do surgery to his shoulder. He, uh, Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones caved in. So he got his contract. Highest paid defensive end at the time. Ezekiel Elliott, the whole controversy. They even said Zeke who, blah, blah, blah. The, um, a week before week one's happened, he comes in, highest uh, running back contract. Amari Cooper threatening to leave. You know, after free agency, even spoke to the skins, the R words. Uh, um, he, you know, he he's the second highest paid wide receiver behind Julio Jones, I believe. Um, maybe Michael Thomas. I don't know. But he's not the highest paid, but he did get the money that he wanted. Um, it's just a common theme. So Dak is going to get paid eventually. I don't know what the numbers are going to be, but he is going to get paid. So don't get too surprised. Uh, the whole 45 million in the fifth year just for this uh, practice. Let's say that it was actually real because later it was debunked um, that it wasn't true. But uh, the reason why he wants 45 plus on his final year on the contract, because he really wants four years, but he said, if we're going to do five years, we're going to you're going to give me 45. And the reason for that, when Tony Roma got signed in 2013 for the extension, it was $17 million a year and for six years. And by the time it was 2019, it was still te- if he was still playing, yes, he was still under contract because he we have his retirement list rights um, in case if he ever came out of retirement, um, he would have been 17 million dollars as well, and that would have seemed very pedestrian compared to to uh, you know Russell Wilson's 35 million dollars, which the value of of then the biggest contract to now to the current biggest contract was the double the value. And I see what Dak is trying to do. Cause once he does his sec, his third contract, if he's so healthy and he still warrants that, you know, top market money, if you agree or not, but um, by then Lamar Jackson, uh, Kyler Murray, uh, maybe Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow, they're just going to, they're going to, you know, continuously increase the market up. And he's just trying to get that value because 
who's who's now was who's who's going to say that the value of the contract is not going to be worth fifty million dollars by twenty twenty five, right? What do y'all think about that? What do you think, Amber? Um, I mean, I think it's overrated that they everyone gets up in arms every year about someone getting the highest paid contract. Like it's going to happen every year and leave it to the Cowboys during a quarantine to um, have the, the headlines. And it's just, I can't believe it. And I mean, he's going to get the money. I agree with you, Spooky. Um, But what do you think DC? I guess I disagree with you guys. I don't know if he is going to get the money at least from the Cowboys. He may get the money, but it would have to be from someone else. Uh, You're kind of stuck with Dak. There's really only three things you can do. You can pay him, you can trade him, or you can just let him walk. And I think Dak is above average as a quarterback, but I don't think he's great. To me, you shouldn't give league-high contracts to above-average players. Cowboys have already done that with all the people we've been paying. But I just think you really are in such a tough spot. If you pay him, you can't afford anyone else. You're going to have a rough year. If you trade him, you're going to have to go Dalton. And you might get some draft picks, but you're going to be bad for a while. And then if you let him walk, you get nothing, and you still go with Dalton. So I just I don't know how this is going to go down but I don't think it's going to be great for the Cowboys. It's definitely not going to be great for the Cowboys, but they kind of put themselves in this position because they had the option to extend him in 2018, and he could have been easily $30 million a year, but they played themselves because they didn't believe that he had the – you know, they didn't believe in him until it was like, all right, you did well after we got Amari Cooper. Let's see you do it again in 2019. And he did. Well, I know he didn't do well in certain games where it was must-win territory or when it's crunch time, but that's a whole different conversation because I, I think the Cowboys were just trash overall last year. But it's just, they really don't have a choice but to pay him. I don't know. It's, it's just so much money. What I will say is I know some fans will be like, Oh, he's being selfish, asking for that much money. He should think of the team. But I like I think Doctor might have that opinion. But to me, he's got to go chase the money. So if I were in his position, I, I would ask for a ton of money too, you know. Hey, I know it's it's too late for this all now, but once once he won Rookie of the Year in 2016 and we're based, we were paying him fourth-round money, he, you know, his contract was four years, $2 million. And he didn't get $1 million in a season until this past year. And during, you know, when you have a, a good rookie quarterback, you're supposed to maximize the talent. And they should have just, like, they had the window of opportunity to get the roster around them. Because, like, they, you know, why does it matter? Like, if you have, if you pay him less, the Cowboys haven't paid anybody else to, like, to fill in the <laughs> roster holes. And it's like that's it's just silly to me because like you had him on there for for basically nothing, and you could have built a better a better offensive not offensive line but a better offense maybe more offensive wide receivers, 
because I know we were struggling there for a bit. Maybe a better secondary because our secondary wasn't the best. I don't know. They just had the opportunity to play players, to get players in while he was on a rookie contract, similar to what they're doing to Lamar Jackson. Is it the right thing to do? Probably not because eventually they're going to get themselves in cap salary hell. But, you know, the window of, window of opportunity, you know, to succeed as a team is very small. That's true. It's frustrating to think about it like that. It's probably like a dream scenario. You've got like a 22-year-old quarterback who is very good and he's basically free and you still can't compete. I mean, that's the Cowboys for you. (laughs) It's been the story of our lives for the past 25 years. It's basically all Dallas teams, not just the Cowboys. Hey, the Mavericks won in 2011. Yeah, they're the only one. They get, 25, they get 25 extra years before I start complaining again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is there anything else to say before we move on to our conspiracy? No. No? All right, DC, I'll give you the floor. Okay, so my conspiracy is a little bit meta because the conspiracy that I want to talk about today is the fact that the government... I think they spread conspiracies themselves to dilute actual conspiracies. Does that make sense? Uh, Elaborate. (laughs) I want want some context. So a good example here is think about some of the more out there conspiracies like uh, lizard people, right? You've heard like lizard people rule the earth or that, um, you know, the moon landing is fake or Finland doesn't even exist. All of these insane conspiracy theories, I think they are put out there intentionally by the government so that there's so many crazy conspiracy theories that the ones that are true are not discussed. Hmm. So are you kind of linking last week's episode because you, you think they're releasing those UFO documents and so they're covering up something with COVID? I don't necessarily think that's for covering up COVID. I think, I no, I think that's a little different. I think that's like a distraction. Um, this is more of a deliberate attempt at spreading misinformation. It's the fake news phenomenon. You put out like, so much... It's like when they were saying that George Bush was the reason why 9-11 happened. Are you saying something like that? Because it's gets to the point where like, I don't know what to believe, what's a conspiracy or not, that the government killed JFK or the mafia or whoever. Yeah. um, Take one, for example, that is mostly agreed upon, like uh, Epstein. He did not kill himself, right? (laughs) No, no, he did not. Right. He was murdered. So that is something that is kind of a credible conspiracy theory. So I think that there's people out there who it's their job or part of their job for the government to just come up with these absurd other conspiracies and then try and promote them like the flat earth theory. And I think it's their job to make it so that if you try and look for conspiracy theories or talk about them, you look ridiculous. 
<laughs> this is pretty deep, man. <laughs> so yeah, right. I think that. Go ahead. No, you, you say say what you're about to say. Oh, okay, yeah. So I just think the government knows about some of these things, and they intentionally mislead us so that we're kept in the dark. Yeah, I, I agree with that because, um, I mean, other countries that are a little bit more less discreet about it is um, like China and North Korea. They just sent out a bunch of propaganda and we just try to brainwash their their population. Was well, Who's not to say that America doesn't do the same thing with all this news that comes out? Like what's real, what's, what's not real, you know? Yeah, I think it's a little more, like you mentioned, it's a little more like hidden, but I definitely think that's what's happening. And they try and discredit anything that gets too close to the truth. I mean, what's the best way to drown out that sort of information is you just provide a ton of fake information and it becomes impossible to tell what's real and what's not. Yeah, I believe you, man. Like, you know, that conspiracy that the the politicians are all reptiles and lizard peoples. We're we're getting off to somewhere, but they eventually just throw out all this news and stuff and just to divert away from our attention. (laughs) Hammer, what do you think? I'm trying to come up with a um, a counter to it, and I just really can't think of one. You've you've hit this right on the head of the nail, and I can't think of anything to say otherwise. Why don't you just suck him up right now? I'll, I'll head over right now. <laughs> no, stay home. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're quarantined. You can't see him. Yes. <laughs> Unless it's uh, at a movie theater. Speaking of movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't really know what we could do about it, I guess. Um, but so you guys agree that you think there are people in the government who their job is propaganda and spreading misinformation. Yeah, it's possible. It's it's like in that South Park episode where um, you remember the two brothers was like the clue glue or whatever it's called. You know what I'm referring to? Yeah, I do. That was the the whole conspiracy on, on nine 11 and you know, at the end of the episode, if you haven't seen it, um, the pl- huge plot to us was um, they were like, oh, you know, the population of, of the world, the one-fourth of the population is stupid. So we're spreading the news that the government caused it just to give us credibility. They were like, so who actually caused 9-11? It's like, oh, the, um, you know, Al-Qaeda did it. It's, it's obvious. And then everybody just laughs about it and such. So um, I I mean, I see it possibly the same way for the government to just send out information to, you know, try to strengthen their power or just have the population scared or whatever. And it's so easy for them right now because they can just make Twitter pages and then people start backing because I'm pretty sure people just want to protest something or be against something. And so they'll, they'll just follow these random pages that the government made, obviously. And um, they'll just go along with what they say. You know, that's another conspiracy. I felt like mine was too quick and everyone agreed with it. So <laughs> I want to just add a mini conspiracy here that all oh, those wow. 
yeah, uh-huh. twist here. My second conspiracy is that all of the protesters that have been out and about lately that are protesting the lockdown, I don't think those are people that actually believe in that. I think they are paid. You think they're actors. paid actors? <laughs> I knew I you were going to say paid that. Actors. Yep. I think that's what they are. And I think over 50%, probably like 60 or 70% of the online activity saying lift the lockdown, save the economy. I think those are bots. <laughs> Did you see the picture of that nurse that was dressed up at the open America rally? And it was like new scrubs because they had the creases from like right out of the box. And the badge was handwritten with the same like letter format as her poster. I did not yeah, see that. Yeah, I saw that. But speaking of protesters, it's um, yeah, I agree. They they probably are androids created from the government, clones, X Y Z, whoever, just to uh, distract us from something else. You know, it's how odd at first when they shut down the country. They're like, oh, we're trying to try. We're going to see this in two weeks to see if we can reopen. But uh, you know, it's not likely. They didn't want to say, oh, in two years, but, you know, that would have caused mass hysteria. So just to keep us entertained and home, because there's not much to watch, they're going to show us protesters and people are like, yeah, yeah, I believe that. It's like, it's our right to work. It's like, I'll die if I die. But how how crazy that uh, pro-life goes to pro-choice. Straight up. <laughs> Ooh. Anyways, <laughs> uh, y'all have anything else to say about this conspiracy? Uh, no, not really. I totally agree with DC. <laughs> yeah. What can I say? All right, Hammer. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you choose the choose the next conspiracy next week. All right, I'm I'm ready for it. All right, perfect, perfect. All right, so um, now that we have that. Now that we've discussed that, let's move on to our next segment. Would you like to introduce it, Hammer? All right. So we're going to do a new segment. Um, It's called Story Time. And so we can just kind of tell stories of what happened to us in the past. Um, I'm kind of going to go different way um, because I'm interested to hear some of, like, the other stories from Spooky or DC. Um, But pretty much all the crazy things that have happened to me, I've been with them. So... Um, this one will be stories from whenever I worked at a recreation center. As DC knows, a lot of crazy stuff happened to me for some reason there. I do. All right. So the first one I want to talk about. So um, I'm a pretty uh, scrawny guy, pretty skinny. Um, I don't really know why people want to mess with me. but Scrub. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this guy... When, we, when I was closing, he was sitting at the basketball court, and I was trying to tell everyone to leave, and he was just sitting there in the corner with his two friends. And I'm like, all right, let's go, because he was just sitting there for like five minutes after we were closed. And he was just like, do we have a problem? And I'm like, dude, I'm just, I want to go home as much as anyone else does after work. And he's like, oh, you want to, you, do you want to meet me outside? I'm like, no I do not want to meet you outside I want to go home (laughs) and I mean something with that building people just kind of walk in and they get instantly angry right DC I think that building is haunted I I don't know what's up with it 
it's it's an older building, so I'm pretty sure there's a few ghosts in there that are just haunting the place. That's like, another conspiracy. <laughs> that recreation <laughs> center is haunted. All right, on it. But yeah, like he wanted to fight me, and then like a couple months later, he walked back in, and I was checking him in, and I could tell he recognized me, and he was just the nicest guy I've ever dealt with there at that time. And like even one of my other coworkers is like, man, he was really nice. What did you do to him? <laughs> and like, I, I really don't know what I did. You put him in his place. Apparently. He was just no, mad he lost in basketball. Yeah, he was probably heated from the moment. Well, you, you know just... how it is. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know how it is at Oak Point. Uh, we have all those NBA scouts. Filming themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All those yeah. S- you, scouting, those 12, 13 year old uh, teens. Yeah. yeah they right. got to go in there. That's why you can't even play because half the gym is just covered in NBA scouts. So I see why he'd be angry. You know, I'm I, college getting angry. Yeah. You know, that place, <laughs> uh, Hammer, you know, you, your recreational place where you used to work at, I don't understand the vibe of that area nor the demographics. You see a bunch of, uh, high school students a lot of them like freshmen sophomores i'm just speaking from experience when we used to go at a young age it's just you know they're playing there but there's no one that's like our age like young adults playing you see a bunch of older adults that are like in their mid to late 30s some in the early 40s just playing and it's just like you know, do I want to play like a very aggressive game because slow pace, 90 style with a bunch of old farts? Or do I want to play where these kids are just going to be calling f- uh, fouls for everything and they're just going to be shooting 30 foot three point shots when there's no three point <laughs> line? <laughs> it just, uh, that place, I don't know. that I hated that place because every time I go in there, I just know that there's going to be guys that are going to try to fight because. Everybody, for some reason, thinks they're, they're, that they're get, that they're the next LeBron or whatever. You know, like really, man, just just like we're just here to play a pickup game at in Plano, Texas, one of the nicest neighborhoods in in America. But. I remember that one time we all went up there, and we were playing another group of friends from our school, and one of them wanted to fight me then too, and I'm <laughs> like, what am I doing? <laughs> Or how our other co-host, uh, Doctor, tried to fight me one time because I was apparently playing him too aggressively on defense. I don't recall. It just made me laugh, and I think that made him even more mad. I'm telling you guys, if it's not haunted, it's cursed or something. The vibe of that place is just hostile. You know, I did see a radio tower there. It must have uh, 5G there or something. <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> We didn't even have Wi-Fi in the building. Why would you think we'd have 5G? It was in the proximity, Hammer. Oh, yeah, my bad. (laughs) Honestly, it could be a front for um, whatever they're doing underground. You never checked if there was a basement or not, right? I actually did go to the basement like three months before I quit working there. Exactly. What was that I don't know. It was creepy. I I don't even want to talk about it. (laughs) So is this... Lending more to the haunted theory? Possibly. <laughs> hmm. But another another funny story. So I don't know if I ever told DC about this. 
Um, I was, when I got promoted to full-time, so I was basically manager on duty. Um, this guy came up, he was, this dad, he was really angry. He's like, man, this lady is like yelling at me down by the pool. I'm like, all right. So I go down there and there's this other lady yelling at one of the other um, swimming coordinators. And I'm like, what is going on? Apparently that lady got mad because the dad was in the family changing room with his two kids and they got in there before she did. And I'm what? Like, yeah, I still don't really understand. And she went off for like 30 minutes just yelling at us and yelling at the guy. Um, was she a Karen? Uh, of a different race. Oh, what were you trying to say? <laughs> no, no, she, was just, she wasn't like what you think of as a Karen. No, nah, Karen? I, but yeah, nah, she was a Karen. I'm messing she with you. Wearing, <laughs> she was wearing sunglasses inside. Yeah, that's interesting. No. Hold on. I I also thought Karens were white. Are there non-white Karens? I thought Karens were just synonymous to annoying woman. Not an annoying woman, but like just an annoying person that just complains to the manager when they shouldn't. We're going to have to research this extensively. We'll get Unless back with y'all next episode. Is it race-based? I mean, <laughs> I, I, I guess it could. I also it, most, it, it, it mostly is, but I thought you could also use it for anybody now. Like don't act like a Karen. We'll talk we're about this to, next week. We're gonna no, need an email. Put, <laughs> All right, we'll, we can revisit this later. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. Um, then, yeah. If you if you're ever ever in this area, don't go to Oak Point. Place is trash. The players there are trash. You're gonna end up in a game that's trash. Just the whole place is trash. That's all I'm gonna say. Except for the employees. The employees are great. That's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we before we leave, is there any closing remarks from any of y'all? No. 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 I guess for a sneak peek, are y'all excited to talk about my Scientology? My Scientology? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for what Doctor has to say, but other than that, I'm not really. You know, if you listen to the first episode, he said it was well done, great, great documentary. Like, I don't know after watching this. I learned something valuable, and that is we don't let Doctor pick our reviews. <laughs> I'm in favor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank y'all for joining today. I'm going to let y'all go. You'll have a good Yo, Memorial Weekend. Bye. 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 Yo estaba encerrado en una celda, celda. Por eso no espero que el tiempo vuelva. You have been listening to You Know Better with your hosts, Spooky, DC, and Hammer. Please subscribe to the show and stay tuned for the next episode of YKB. Thank you. <laughs>